Welcome to the Live Big Podcast featuring Dr. Derek Greer, where we teach principles from God's Word that will empower you to live big. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com. Here's Dr. Greer. It's good to be here this Sunday. And, uh, you know, some folks didn't wake up this morning. So, so we all have reason to give God praise and to give God thanks and, and to be grateful. So far, uh, I've been able to track with the Bible Challenge. It's been pretty incredible. I've been able to teach both on Sundays and Wednesdays. I may not be able to do that on Sundays all year, but uh, right now I am, and I will continue uh, throughout the Wednesdays. But on Tuesday, we read the end of Judges, and uh, today we're going to pick up there. Uh, I had our staff take a look at how many people registered for the uh, Bible Challenge, and we had 2,008 people (laughs) registered. So if you'd like to become a part, and I'm sure there are more reading, um, all all you have to do is uh, go to thebiblechallenge.com, go to our website. I don't know how you do it. Just go to our website. I mess up every time I try to give people directions. Uh, Just go to our website, and uh, we will be in week nine, I believe, this week. So don't worry about the nine previous weeks. Just pick up. At, on the ninth week and begin to read forward. And if you like, you can read backwards in your spare time, but it's not too late to get started. A lot of folks have a whole lot to say about the Bible, but the problem is few people have read it. So we don't want to be part of that crew that has a whole lot to say, but really doesn't understand a whole lot. So at least once in your life, let's discipline ourselves daily to read through the sacred text. We're going to be in uh, Judges chapter 13 and verse 1. Today's going to be a little different uh, for a number of reasons. Um, first, I'm going to finish today's message on Wednesday. And uh, also, I think we're going to see some things perhaps we, we've not seen uh, clearly before. Judges chapter 13 and verse 1. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Uh, The Israelites had an on and off again relationship with the Lord. They walk with God one day and ignored him the next day. How many of you kind of been there, been guilty? Okay, just me. Okay. All right. You see, every morning we wake up and we make up our beds and we make up our faces. But what the Lord would really like is for us to make up our minds one morning about who it is we really, really want to serve. Well, you know, this back and forth thing, up and down. And they did evil. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines. God didn't want to do this, but if we don't learn from his instruction, we're going to have to learn from consequences. And, and we have a choice. Now, you can learn soft, you can learn easy, or, or you can learn the hard way, but One way or another, if you belong to God, you are going to learn. It said they were delivered to the Philistines for 40 years. Here's what I've learned. If you don't want to do the time, don't do the crime. So they were in the big house for 40 years, and finally God sent them a deliverer named Samson. Verse 3. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, this is Samson's mother, indeed now you are barren and have borne no children. 
So we see here that Samson would be a miracle child like many of the patriarchs before him. But you shall conceive and bear a son. Samson would become one of the most gifted of all the judges in all of Israel's history. I'd probably say he was probably the most gifted. The only one that comes close is Samuel. Now, therefore, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. Now, this was really not so much about food and drink as much as with great power comes great responsibility. That's important. The greater the gift, the greater the self-discipline that's going to be required to handle it. So God started this young man young. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. Again, God wanted Samson to learn and understand from an early age that you didn't, he'd have to look like or act like everybody else. And, and he wanted this young man to, to understand that this principle. Uh, for the child shall be a Nazareth to God from where? The womb. Now, here's the truth. Self-discipline will not necessarily or automatically make you a great leader. But no one can remain one long without it. That's really important. More business people fail for lack of character than lack of cash. More, more pastors fail for poor discipline than poor theology. So if we learn to discipline ourselves, life won't have to. And he shall, this young man that was trained from the womb, begin to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Philistines. So Samson had a remarkable, tremendous calling on his life, gifted from the womb from birth. But I want you to notice a pattern that emerges pretty much. uh, We we see it uh, uh, right before he leaves home, but then it really progresses throughout his life away from home. Judges 14 and 1. Let's take a look. Now, when Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, these folks are the enemies of God, right? He went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen with the eyeballs. And notice later he's going to lose the very thing that was causing all the problems. They're going to pluck out his eyes. Give him some time, though. There's a poetic irony in all that happens in Scripture. I have seen a woman in Timnah. We're going to see here, though, Samson was not so much the victim of a wondering eye as much as a wondering heart. At the core of the issue is he really didn't have a heart that committed or stuck with the Lord. So he went into this daughter of the Philistines, again, the enemies of God's people. And here's the deal. You cannot claim to be a friend of mine and at the same time be a friend of my enemy. I mean, if you love me and someone's trying to destroy me, how is it that you are somehow comfortable in their presence? So it it says something about what's going on in the heart of Samson. He, He might be gifted. He might be anointed. He might be strong. But his love for God had waned. And it reached the point where, you know, 
People think that just because you're a minister, you automatically got it in with God. The reality is, I know more backslidden pastors than I know church members. And just because you preach the word, the Bible said, you know what? Your lips draw near, but your heart afar. So, so my challenge is not to preach right. I know how to do that. It's to keep my heart right and, and to keep my heart close. And that's what I endeavor to do all the days of my life. And then he said to mom and dad, now, therefore, get her for me as a wife. Then his father and mother did what a good father and mother ought to do. They corrected him and they tried to check him. And they said, son, now all the, 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 the fine women in Israel... And you got to go. You know, it's kind of like the garden. Of all these trees, you got to mess with the one tree. Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all your people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised, irreligious, unbelieving, people living in opposition to God, Philistines? Here's something. You know, Americans, we say we fall in love. That's a lie. Okay, let me be more polite. That's a misnomer. Did that make you feel better? We don't fall in love as much as commit to love. At some point, I feel something and decide to love her from that day forward. Now, feelings may come, but, but, but feelings don't keep a relationship. Because if you've been married more than a day, it's up and then it's down. Yeah, but no, okay, it, it, well, with us, you know, everyone can't handle honesty. But we're all selfish people. I don't care how godly you are. And I don't care who you are. Eventually, you're going to get on each other's nerves. So, it's true. So... If it's just about a feeling, you're not going to make it. That's really important. So, yeah. Again, you don't fall in love. You commit to love. So, yeah, decide wisely the person you choose to love. Make sure their character and their values are as attractive as their lips, their hips, and their fingertips. I didn't say either or. I mean, pray that she'd be fine or he'd be fine. But don't fail to check whether or not his or her heart is right. Because God gave me both. Getting some extra points this morning. Judges 16.1. Watch Samson do it again. Now, this is God's anointed. This is the king. He's a judge, but kind of the king. But he's a holy judge, so he's kind of the pastor. So this next verse is shocking. Now, Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there. And he went into her. He didn't drink, he didn't smoke, he didn't talk. <laughs> Got to say that now, right? 
He could kill a lion with his bare hands, but he was as weak as a lamb before his own lust. This is important. I teach my children this. Talent is a gift, but your convictions are your choice. Samson was incredibly gifted, incredibly talented, but his character was up to his free will. So you may be marvelously gifted, but if your character doesn't rise to the level of your gift, your end will be as tragic as Samson's. Judges 16 and 4. Now, after these two occasions, a pattern has been established. Now, watch the third. Afterward, now people think that he just kind of fell into the lap of Delilah. It doesn't work that way. Before we we go that far where God has to deal with us that, that harshly, typically, it's been just, you know, God's warned you time and time and time and time again. And then finally, we have to kind of reap what we sow. Afterward, this pattern going, watch your patterns, watch your patterns. We all do stupid stuff sometimes, but when it becomes a pattern, that's when it's a serious, serious issue. I just got to say, y'all don't get preaching like this anymore. Folks don't talk like this. <laughs> sometimes I, 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 I feel like I'm from another planet, but it'll do you well. Afterward, it happened that he loved. It was a choice, though. He said, well, I fell in love. No, no, he chose to love. He loved a woman in the valley. (laughs) That speaks some things. But let's just keep going. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll just say this real quick. (laughs) One of the worst things you can do is choose a new person to love while you're still on the rebound. When you're still hurting from the last, don't even think about a new person till you're over the last person. And he chose this woman in a low place in the valley. And perhaps he's rebounding from some things that happened in his life. But you see, if you choose the next person in your life based on the pain of your last relationship, you're not going to make a good choice because your decision is going to be based on where you are emotionally at that moment, but that's not where you're always going to be. And that's why we, we so quickly outgrow certain people because, you know what, I chose you based on just a moment and it was a low moment in my life. And when I got back to normal, I woke up and said, oh my God, what did I do? Okay. Now, I've learned this in business. Here's the business application. Never make a life-altering or permanent decision at a low place. Typically because that decision would be overreaction. Every time I made a serious decision at a low point, I live to regret it. So what I've learned 
It's at a low point when I want to decide something that, you know what, I'm so tired of this, I can't do it. And when I want to do that, I wait. And I wait typically till I'm at a high point. And if when I'm at that high point, I still want to go or I still want to let it go, I still want to make that decision, I make that decision. Many of us, now I'm on my soapbox, at a low point, I'm going to leave you. That's why you keep coming back. Okay, let me say this. In abusive relationships, if this tip, this just, I've been pastoring for a long time. Typically, if a woman leaves a man right after he, not saying stay after he hits you, I'm not saying that, but dear God, I don't know how this is going to come out, but if she leaves right after he hits her or right after he does that thing, typically she comes back. Typically, not always, but typically. But I've learned when a woman, see, there's a cycle. You know, typically, in, in, in dysfunctional relationships, you, you hit a high, and then you start going low, low, and there's an incident, and then you go low, low, low. And then after the incident, okay, he starts being nice or she starts being nice. You go up, up, up. Then there's another incident. Then you go down, 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 down. And then there's another incident. Then he starts being nice. You go back up. You see. But what I found is if the woman or the man leaves their spouse, when things are good, when the person's behaving right, I know that woman's never coming back. Because she wasn't reacting to some emotional moment. She obviously made a decision. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we have to be careful about making decisions in the valley. And her name was... Delilah, the third in a pattern. And the Philistines knew her. So, so it says the lords of the Philistines, or Philistines, came up to her and said to her, this is important, the area of your life that you do not surrender to God is the area of your life the devil's going to use to take you down. Well, they couldn't come to him, but they could go to her. And she said, entice him. Dear God, maybe I need to pray longer, but I wanted to say, I won't say it. Okay. (laughs) But but they they, they said, Delilah, we want you to use your moneymaker. Like I said, pray for me if I get this right for the next service. And watch this. And find out his great. That's important. Satan almost never targets what makes you average. (laughs) Satan almost never targets what will keep you average. He targets that area that will make you great. He targets your greatness. He's after your greatness. Find out where his great strength lies. And by what means we may overpower him. Always remember, there are forces out there always trying to take you down. Always. 
And when you stand up for God and you carry God, there are always forces out there trying to do you ill and harm you. Then they explain further that we may bind him to afflict or hurt him. Now, Jesus said this. Now, how many know Jesus when he speaks is right? Amen. Yeah. He said the thief or the devil comes only. Now, what does only mean? Only. <laughs> Meaning when he shows up, this is all, this is all, these are the only things he's trying to do. He comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if the, the devil comes and asks you to dance, you better say never, because that dance might last forever. That's important. That's important. And every one of us, that's why I called it her moneymaker, will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. The devil pays well. He just doesn't tell you how much it's going to cost. Can I go in just a little bit? So Delilah said to Samson, please tell me where your strength lies. And Samson's thinking, okay, she's curious. I, I, I get that. I, I want to know that too. But then she continues, and with what you may be bound to afflict you. Now, this is where she would have lost me. Am I the only guy in here? Teach me how to hurt you? I mean, this is some dark, dark stuff. This was in the Bible before, you know, uh, Fifty Shades of Grey or, or this present darkness, whatever you call that stuff, before it became a movie, before it became a book. We have this type of dynamic operating in the world. And Samson said to her, I mean, I, you know, I'm out. But Samson's in the valley. He said, well, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, etc., then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So the lords of the Philistines brought up the seven fresh bowstrings, etc., and she tied them up. <laughs> A little freaky in there. Now, it gets worse. Now, men were lying in wheat. It gets even more freaky. She has guys lying under the bed. It's a complete mess. And she said to him, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. But when that happened, immediately broke the bow strings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. I mean, it was no thing for him. So the secret of his strength was not known. Then they go through this three whole times. Skip to verse 15. Then she said to him, she does three times, guys, under the bed, pop up. <laughs> Try to hurt him. And he keeps doing it. Samson had every chance, by the way, every chance. 
Just like typically in life, we have every chance. Then she says to him, how can you say I love you? (laughs) She's starting to play this guy. When your heart is not with me, you have mocked me these three times. And you have not told me where your great strength lies. Now, by the fourth time here, you think that a light bulb would go off (laughs) in Samson's head. But when you really, really, really want to believe a lie, I mean, when you really, really want to believe a lie, we are only as blind as we want to be. You have been listening to the Live Big Podcast with Dr. Derek Greer. For more information, visit DerekGreer.com or follow Dr. Greer on social media.